0: You're listening to Fundraising Radio, a podcast about fundraising for early-stage startups. The major rule that we follow here is no bullshit on these podcasts. No music to relax you, no advertisements of our sponsors. We only talk about fundraising here and nothing else. So let's jump into the episode. Here's a guest speaker. We have Kian Yazdi, investor at Mucker Capital, one of the most oldest. Uh, VC funds in Los Angeles. So this episode will be mainly focused on Los Angeles ecosystem, how it works, what does Mucker Capital invest in, and what's special about it. So, Kian, let's get off by you giving us some background on yourself and on
1: Mucker Capital. Hey, thanks uh, Thanks for having me. My name is Kian Yassi. I'm an investor at Mucker Capital. Um, Mucker is a venture capital firm and accelerator located... Um, in the heart of santa monica of silicon beach um we have two what i like to call semi-distinct arms of the firm we have mucker lab um, which is our accelerator then we have mucker capital which is our traditional venture arm
0: mm-hmm. so what do you generally invest in so first uh what stage do you invest in and second what fields are you usually focused on
1: yeah so um, across those two arms, we make pre-seed stage investments out of Mucker Lab, which again is the accelerator. Um, and then on the capital side, we're making what we call more traditional venture investments, so seed and post-seed stage investments. Um, across both arms of the firm, we are we share the same strategy. So we're generalists, really investing across the broader tech, internet, and software space. Um, given that, I would say you know our portfolio breakdown is roughly 50/50. So. being consumer facing of of some kind um, and 50% being B2B of some kind.
0: Mm -hmm. Got it. So now let's talk about Los Angeles specifically. I know that Marker Capital is pretty well known in Los Angeles and like over half of the entrepreneurs here in LA know what Marker Capital is. So uh, first question is, how did you manage to make yourself so famous specifically in this area?
1: Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd call us famous, but I think, you know, Mucker's mission has always been to um, invest in in good companies and, uh, and incredible founders and kind of let the product of the work speak for itself. So um, I think unlike a lot of firms and funds, we've never really done any marketing. Um, we just kind of put our heads down and, and work with with companies that we're excited to be um, investment partners in and, and hope that, you know, the the outcome speaks for itself. Um, I think Eric and Will, who are the co-founding managing partners at Mucker, uh, did a really good job, you know, contributing and building the, the LA tech ecosystem and community very early on, um, particularly out of Mucker Lab. And so they really established a relationship as, you um, as, just a contributor to the ecosystem and, and help in, in helping build the ecosystem. Um, and I think that they helped build Mucker's reputation through that. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah. And you've done a great job. I think you're being mm-hmm. too humble when saying that you don't know if you're really famous. I'm pretty sure you are. You can be considered famous specifically in Los Angeles. So uh, one more question is in terms of this you know, geographic focus. Before the COVID, of course, you were mainly focused in SoCal. Uh, What about now? After the coronavirus, have you started investing somewhere else besides Los Angeles and nearby territories, or are you still staying focused?
1: Yeah, so Mucker's thesis actually has always been to invest in kind of emerging markets, right, emerging tech ecosystems. And when we started off in LA a decade ago now, no one was really investing in LA, and Eric and Will identified that Los Angeles had all the right resources, infrastructure, engineering schools, uh, which equate to talent, and just really innovative thinkers and, and um, builders and makers to uh, to be a thriving ecosystem. And so um, we we've actually been actively investing across the nation and broader uh, broader Canada even for the last I would say four to five years. Um, Whether that be the Pacific Northwest, whether that be Toronto, Vancouver, whether that be, you know, Austin, Salt Lake, you know, Scottsdale, um, we have investments across the nation. That's awesome, and
0: great job with those investments. Uh, But uh, let's talk about the two different arms. So you mentioned that there is a uh, basically incubator accelerator arm and the capital arm, so the venture capital arm. Uh, how do they cooperate? Do does this uh, you know early stage basically incubator slash accelerator focus on those who can be followed up by the actual fund, or is there basically no correlation there? How does it work?
1: Yeah, so I, I call them semi distinct because we apply a similar model um, to both Mucker Capital and Mucker Lab. Mucker Lab again is the accelerator. I would say it's structured in. Um, in a a unique way compared to most other accelerator programs in that um, instead of the typical time-bound three-month cohort system that you see uh, across many accelerators, um, we identified pretty early on that it doesn't make sense to hold a a D2C company to the same milestones and curriculum as a vertical SaaS or logistics business. Um, What we did is we structured Mucker Lab as a company specific um, milestone bound program where we work with the company um, to really uh, on an independent basis to really get them to their next set of milestones. So, Mm -hmm. um, what that looks like is, uh, is, and, and that's that's time. That's not time specific. So, however long, however long it takes. Typically, I would say a company quote unquote graduates from Mucker Lab um and we call graduating really hitting that next milestone and raising that next round um that's how we define it typically i would say it's anywhere from like three to six months we've had a couple companies linger a little bit longer to get to that point of product market fit for for like a year or so um, but the way the lab is structured is we meet with them um, on a weekly cadence for what we call their weekly um, and we we basically assess and analyze every operational facet of, of the business. So whether that be go-to-market, customer acquisition, customer segmentation, product, you know, funnel optimization, hiring, even sales, um, and we optimize on what's working, um, and we iterate on what's not. We work with the company and the founder to build um, a, a variety of dashboards where, again, on this weekly cadence, we use the data and insights from those from those dashboards. Um, to, to, kind of make those decisions on the capital side, we share a similar model, similar model in that we also work. Um, with the companies and the founders as an operating partner to the business, but it's on a more flexible cadence, depending on. Um, the life cycle of the business and, and the needs. Mm-hmm. And I should add there, there's a pretty compelling. I would never say, um, I would never say. There's a there's a. Promise, but there's a compelling precedent coming out of Mucker Lab where companies have really enough validation, momentum, and traction to raise more of a Series A round and skip a, a seed round, quote unquote, altogether. Um, so that's where we're really proud of that as well.
0: Nice. That's great work. That's great work. It's really cool when a company can actually skip one of the funding uh uh, funding round. So nice, nice job there. Um, but let's talk about deal sourcing. Now, how do you find those companies that you end up investing in? Where do you find them? And especially now during the coronavirus, when all those events are not, not as popular, I would say, or just shifted to the online worlds. How, how do you find the companies now?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a combination of a, a variety of methods and sources. Um, Mucker Lab has an application, um, and we get thousands of applications a year, um, and that's a great source of deal flow. Um, Eric, Will, Monique, um, John, and I, those are all my colleagues, have all really built um, proprietary and valuable networks. Um, And so we work with our networks of other investors, founders, um, just general kind of movers and shakers in the tech ecosystem. Founder referrals are a big part of of our deal flow. Uh, Founders know other founders, right? So I would say founder referrals uh, are oftentimes the best. And um, lastly, I would add to that, you know, we really pride ourselves on being really approachable. Um, And so while many investors recommend that you come through a referral, uh, we're happy to to connect with founders through even cold emails. So um, Eric, Will, again, Monique, John, uh, Omar and I are constantly receiving cold inbound, and, and we're happy to take those conversations as well.
0: That's really nice. That's really cool that you are open to all inbounds. And I've seen I see more and more, you know, uh, venture capitalists that start ignoring. I mean, not quite ignoring the warm introductions, but paying less attention to them as they used to. So that's great. I love that shift, to be honest. Uh, but uh, is there any difference between the deal sourcing process for the incubator slash accelerator part of it?
1: versus the venture arm? Um, I would say no outside of just that the Mucker Lab application, right? So, still scouring the same sources, still working with with our networks. Um, While we used to attend like a lot of conferences, industry conferences, now they're more digital, but attending attending them digitally. um, I would say our sourcing strategy isn't really stage specific um, outside of the Mucker Lab application. Mhm.
0: Right. So let's speak a little bit more about market Lab as most of my listeners are actually early stage founders. And major question is, where should I go when I have, you know, some sort of uh, market validation? When I made some research, when I feel like I asked plenty of potential users, and I see that there is a problem. Where should I go next? What's your What's your advice with that? I mean, except for the obvious one, I'm going and just you know trying to talk to you guys and trying to get into the marker labs.
1: Yeah, I mean, did you say once they do have some validation?
0: Once they do have some like research on the market, but no actual revenue yet.
1: Yeah. So I would I would build a case study around whatever validation that is, right? So um, Validation can come in, in in the shape of of many different forms. For you know, a consumer internet company or a mobile app, it might be um, a beta with really compelling uh, user metrics and, and and really compelling engagement metrics. And for a B2B company, it might be a case study built around um, a single pilot or maybe two. Right. Um, Revenue isn't the sole validator of the business. You can typically flip that on down the line once you really validate the product or or the or the the demand. Um, I would say once you've been able to validate that demand, uh, accelerators are a great way to um, to really go to market and and really help structure a go to market strategy. Um, figuring out go to go to market is obviously imperative to the business as it's directly tied to how the business is gonna scale in the future and acquire customers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely,
0: great response. And we're moving on to the description of the investor. There are generally two types of investors, you know, hands-on and hands-off. In terms of market capital, not the, uh, not the market capital labs, because they're obviously you're very hands-on, but in terms of the venture capital arm, are you hands-on or more of like hands-off investors?
1: yeah as i said um, you know we approach investing as as an operational partnership between mucker and and um, the portfolio company or the investment so i would say we're hands on again um, a little bit more flexible with mucker capital investments so seed and post seed stage investments just depending on uh, the company's specific needs and and where it is in its life, life cycle and its next set of milestones um, but across all our investments um, across both arms of the firm we we act as an operational partner to the business mm-hmm. nice nice great and moving
0: on to back kind of to the deal sourcing part but when you're getting a cold email away or a uh you know request on your website what are this and you're reviewing the pitch deck what are the major three points that you want to see on that beach deck
1: yeah of course the problem you know really A problem side really outlining uh what the issue is the solution identifying what what the product or service or technology is that they're using to address that problem um a market slide helping me understand and map out you know where the current market is what the competitive landscape looks like and where the white space within the market exists um and i would add to that uh any uh, any validation around economics so unit economics in terms of acquisition costs uh, LTV, average contract values, sales cycles, etc. cetera.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, those are really, really important points. Uh, so we're moving on to just two last questions of today's episode. First is the recommendation for those early stage founders who are just thinking of starting their companies. Maybe those actually do not have any uh, validation at all. Maybe they have not done any research. What's your advice to them? Where should they start off?
1: Yeah, so I would I would try and really identify and quantify um, their thesis, and in this case, their thesis is a problem, right? So whatever they're building a product for, um, they need to again validate that that problem exists and that that problem um, is substantial enough that people want to, you know, pay to have it resolved, or or whatever their product is um, helps automate. Whatever the problem is, or or helps create efficiencies around the problem, whatever it may be. Um, So really do research around. Validating the problem, and then validating the demand for the problem Um, Mm -hmm. again, early validation doesn't have to be in the form of of revenue at all. Um, It oftentimes comes in the form of like a beta or uh, even a single pilot.
0: Right? Yeah, that can serve as a validation. I think personally, technical validation is not as good, but it definitely definitely is. Uh but let's move on to the last question of this episode. Uh, i's going to be a call to action. What's the one thing that you want the listener to do as soon as the
1: episode is over? Um The one thing that I want the list, listener to do as soon as the episode is over, I would say um, for anyone out there who is, uh, who's sitting on what they think is a really compelling idea to go out and again, like, take the first step, start to research the market, start to research the opportunity. And for those founders and entrepreneurs that are already working on an idea um, and, and, you know, don't know what that next step is, feel free to reach out to me directly. Um, my email is Keon at muckercapital.com. I'm happy to have a conversation and, and be a resource any way I can.
0: Perfect. Yeah, I'll make sure to leave the link to your email in the description of this episode. I'll also leave a link to Marker Capital itself and to Marker Capital Labs so that everyone can, can, can review that. And also, I will leave a link to the episode where I that I just published that was about Venture Studios versus the incubator slash accelerator. So that you know, if you're thinking of going to an incubator or accelerator, and you're thinking of other ways to you know kick this process off that's the episode for you so that you can you know uh, see all the pros and cons and for today we're going to wrap it up thanks a lot kian and have a great day